God tonight? Amen. Amen. Open your Bibles to the book of James, please. The book of James. And I want you to get that, find that spot, to put your finger in that spot, and then hold that Bible in there. We're going to declare uh, something over this word tonight. Hallelujah. James chapter uh, 1. James 1. I still have a little bit of uh, ringing up here, uh, media. Quite a bit of ringing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You get your Bible in hand, stand to your feet. And let's say this all together. You got it? Ready, go. This is my Bible. It is the inspired, infallible, immutable word of God. I long for it more than my necessary food. I love it and I am never offended. I live by it and I prosper in whatever I do. The word I'm about to receive will sanctify me, build me up, and give me an inheritance among the saints in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, James chapter 1, while you're standing. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. James 1, 22 through 25. When you have it, say amen. Amen. Okay, let's read that all together. All together. Ready? Read. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. This one will be blessed in what he does. Again, uh, verse 22 says, but be doers of the word. Then down in verse 25, doer of the work. Tonight I want to talk about uh, the subject is be doers of the word. Be doers of the word. Thank you, Father, tonight we receive this word. Bless us indeed. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And amen. And amen. All right. Now, listen, um, before 2023 ends, I want to kind of do a year review for us. Before 2023 ends, before 2024 uh, comes upon us, it's important that you and I individually begin to review and assess our situations and see how much progress we've made throughout the course of this year. So tonight we're going to do a little bit of review and really check ourselves. Amen? Now, if you remember the beginning of this year, I want you to go to Psalm number one. Beginning of this year, the very first message we preached this year on uh, January 1, 2023, was from Psalm number one. And we talked a subject, uh, guarantee, how to guarantee prosperity in 2023. Right? And um, I want you to look at Psalm number one, verse three. Psalm number one, verse three. It says, he shall be... Now, we're going to go back and talk about the he here. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Now, shall is a covenant word here, where God has given us this promise, this prophetic promise to us. That's why at the beginning of the year we call this a prosperity guarantee. Yes, sir. 
How many of y'all know that God is not a man that he should lie? That God cannot lie. And if God said this, and he did say this, and if the word is true, I, I shouldn't say if the word is true, if you believe the word, then what the word says carries a guarantee with it. Can you say guarantee? And I'm, think, I'm telling you, there's something that you and I have to get into our, into our skulls here, that the word of God makes guarantees. These are not, these are not um, just, uh, well, maybe if, if, if God feels like it. Once God says it, it's a guarantee. And you and I have to begin to look at what he says as a guarantee. As a, his promises, they are guarantees. That if we would do our parts, are y'all listening? If we would do our parts, then he's going to do his part. I wish I had three more amens. If we would do our parts, God's going to do his part. Y'all got this here. So what we saw in Psalm 1 I described to you was, was a, a strategy for success. Divine strategies for success. What we call back 2023 of January a prescription for prosperity. How many of y'all, Pastor Kim asked during the offering time, how many of y'all want to be rich? And I saw a few hands. The rest of the people don't really care. How many of y'all want to be prosperous? Maybe you don't want to be rich, but you want to be prosperous. You want to have more than you need. You don't want to have to be tabulating your groceries when you get to the checkout line and financing Christmas till next year. Hallelujah. You want to be pro How many of y'all want to be healthy and living long, living strong? Don't want to be decrepit walking around when you turn 60 and 70 and 80 and 90 years old. Even 100. You don't have to be decrepit when you're walking around like that. Hallelujah. How many of y'all, if you're married, you want to have a good marriage, a strong marriage, a solid marriage? How many of y'all single folk looking forward to having a good marriage? Or being successfully single? Having good children? Hallelujah. All around prosperity. And we have a guarantee of this because he said whatever he does shall prosper. Y'all hear me on this here. So look at again, Psalm 1-3 says that he shall bring forth. You're going to bring, he brings forth his fruit in this season. So bring forth means you're going to produce fruit. Everybody say guarantee. guarantee. Then he says his leaf also shall not wither. Right? Well, what, Pastor, what is that leaf uh, not withering? Well, leaves provide nourishment for trees. That's what leaves do. Le leaves are the ones with chlorophyll that have a process of called photosynthesis. That's how the, that's how the tree grows. The roots get it started, but once the trees come, the leaves come rather, everything begins to work through those leaves. Now, mark this and don't forget this point here. When leaves wither, that's not natural. Study it for yourself. I did. When leaves wither, it's an indication that there's a problem in the tree's environment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So he says that our leaf, if we are doing what he says, shall not wither. Now that means that your environment must be conducive to growth. Your environment must be conducive to success. Are y'all with me on this here? Then he said, watch this next part, this last part. This is the kicker here. And whatever he does shall prosper. Can you say that? Whatever he does shall make it personal. Whatever I do shall prosper. Whatever I do shall prosper. Now this is the word of the Lord here. That whatever we do shall prosper. I'm supposed to be prospering in whatever I do. 
Hallelujah. Now, let me help you out here because some of you all are scholars. You need to know this. The word whatever comes from the Hebrew word kol, K-O-L, which means all. It means the whole. It means any. Because, you know, I get some religious folk who are going to say, well, it don't mean whatever you do is going to prosper. It means when you do work for the kingdom. No, it says any, each, every, anything, totality, everything. Y'all heard some of y'all hood people. Everything. Everything for the rest of us. Everything. So everything I do is supposed to prosper. Uh, do y'all hear this? You're not supposed to be failing at anything. Hello? Nothing we do is supposed to fail. Failures are a part of our divine DNA. So whatever I do, I'm supposed to be prospering. Whatever. Everybody say whatever. Then that word prosper for all the, all the deep religious people, because you, you really get upset about the word prosper. Not y'all, I'm talking about the people online. It, the word pro- prosper comes from, from, the, from the Hebrew word uh, saleach, that's how it's pronounced, saleach, which means to advance. Y'all pay attention, don't, don't let, hey, don't get distracted. Y'all need this. To advance, it means to prosper, it means to make progress. Whatever I do is supposed to advance, I'm supposed to make progress, I'm supposed to succeed, be profitable. Be profitable. Hallelujah. To make prosperous. It means to bring to successful issue. That means by the time you're done with it, it's successful. To cause to prosper. Watch this last part. You look it up, it's, it's in your, on your computer. To show or experience prosperity. To show, you're supposed to be showing prosperity. Nobody listen over here, I'm going to come back over here. To show prosperity. God wants to use you to show prosperity. This isn't in my notes. I might get in trouble. Uh, Jeremiah 33, verse 9. Give me that real quick. Jeremiah 33, verse 9. Jeremiah 33, verse 9. Immediately going to get mad. Watch this. Then it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise, and an honor before all nations of the earth who shall hear all the good that I do to them. They shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and all the prosperity that I provide for it or for you. So when God provides prosperity for you, he's using you to show off his power, show off his goodness, show off his grace, show off his glory. So when his work, his hand is on you, he wants whatever you do to prosper. Say, God wants me to prosper. The Bible says, Psalm 35, 27, it takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So God wants me to prosper. Y'all got this here. Now let's marry this with Jeremiah, please. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. Let's read what it says here. Y'all got it? It says, blessed is the man. Y'all wrote this down, right? Because you're going to need this later. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. How many of y'all trust in the Lord? I will trust. Now you say it, but do you mean it? It's one thing to say it. A whole different ball game to mean it. Whose hope is the Lord. Jeremiah 17 verse 8. For he shall be, does this sound familiar right here? Watch this. He shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf. 
will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought. You see, you're thinking drought makes it, make, make, but, but when a drought comes, it has to wither. No, no, no. He's saying if you're planted right, trusting in God, you don't have to have the drought. You don't have to wither away. And will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. This sounds just like, just like Psalm 1 verse 3. This is the result that you and I should be expecting. You and I should never be expecting failure. We should see failure as an invader in our lives. Do I have any witnesses over in this section here? We should see failure as an invader in our, an intruder in our lives. If anything in our lives, any area where we fail, we need to say, hold up, wait a minute, hold, hold, let me. What happened? What did I miss? Because I'm not supposed to fail. Say, I'm not supposed to fail. Point your fake finger in your neighbor's face or their chest or their foot or something, tell them you're not supposed to fail. Ever, never, ever, never, ever, 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 never. You're not supposed to fail. All right? Y'all got it? So, prospering in whatever I do. Now, let's also marry this with Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. Yes, sir. Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2024 is going to be off the chain for somebody. It's going to be a record-setting year for somebody. Yeah, yeah, because cause I'm getting you ready for it. By the help of the Holy Ghost. And if you'll listen to this preacher and do what the Word says, you're going to see a 2024 going to look like no year you've ever had before in your life. You're going to use the rest of this year to ramp up. There, there are some planes, I've heard, some planes uh, in, that military uses that can kind of just take off. But most planes, the average 99% of the planes in the world have to ramp up. Sometimes I, I'm on the plane. Now, this, my, my first couple times on the plane wasn't like this. My first couple times on the plane, I was biting my nails and, and gritting my teeth and while my wife was asleep uh, because I... I'd never been on a plane before, and I was afraid, and she was my brand-new bride, and she didn't have any sympathy. She went right on to sleep. But my, I, I, was, I, was, I was stressed out, and I, we flew to New Orleans on our honeymoon, and I was going to rent a car and drive back because I was like, I'm not getting on that plane again. But now I, I'm used to it, so on the plane, most times now, before we even get off, off the ground, and many times what's happening while the, while the plane is taxing out to the runway, I, I'm going to sleep. I don't, I, to me, I'm thinking we're taking off and all they're doing is just ramping up. Just ramping up. But then you feel that engine kick to another gear. And you know, okay, oh, we're about to, about to go somewhere here. I'm telling you the next 30 days, your, your engine going to kick into another gear because you're ramping up and you're going to hit 2024 flying and see God moving your life in a way you've never seen it. Why don't you give God a praise in advance? 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to prosper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. Listen to God's message to his man. And this is the same message to us. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn it to the right hand or to the left that you may Saleach. Prosper wherever you go. Remember that word prosper means to advance. How many are ready to advance this year? In other words, you've been stuck at this one point long enough. You're ready to advance. You may not, I'm not going to promise you, you that you're going to be a multimillionaire by the end of 2024, but I guarantee you, if you do what God's word says, you are going to advance. You're not going to be in the same spot at the end of 2024 as you are at the end of 2023. We're going to be able to see your progress. We're going to be able to see your progress. Every, matter of fact, Paul, Paul told Timothy, he said, Timothy, I want you to meditate on these things so that your progress may be evident to all. When you progress, the whole world going to know you have made some moves. Y'all ready to make some moves? In, no, y'all, anybody ready to make some big moves in the Holy Ghost? Big moves in the kingdom of God? Big moves in your life? I'm giving you the formula right here tonight. He said, that you may prosper wherever you go. Verse 8, only be strong. Uh, the book of this book of the law, rather, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous. Prosperous. That continued prosperity, and then you will have what? Good success. Now back in verse 7, put back, verse back up, please. Verse 7, he said, said at the end, that you may prosper wherever you go. Remember we read in Psalm 1, whatever you do. Now in Joshua 1, 7, we see wherever you go. Bless going out. Bless coming in. Bless in the city. In other words, wherever your foot shall tread, wherever you go, this is what God had already told him in verse, back down in verse 5 and 6. He said, wherever your feet shall tread, I've given you. So in other words, what he's saying is, wherever you go, you're going to prosper there. The next job you walk into, you're going to prosper in it. The next, the next client meeting you go into, you're going to prosper in it. The next career path you take, you're going to prosper in it. Wherever you go. That means every endeavor, wherever it takes you, you're going to prosper in it. Wherever. Now watch this. That word wherever is the same word as whatever in Psalm 1. It's the Hebrew word kol. All. The whole. Any. Each. Every. Anything. Totality. Everything. Same word. Now, there's a key phrase here that we see repeated in verses 7 and 8. And it is this phrase. Look at it, it says, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do. Don't get quiet right here. Observe to do. The end, that you may prosper wherever you go. 
verse 8. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do. Then you'll make your way prosperous, then you'll have the success. So notice this phrase is repeated here. Observe to do. See how quiet y'all are now? Because what we want so often is for us to do nothing and God do everything. But that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. There's something that God has given you and me to do and it starts with observing and doing his word. Whether that is the written word that we have before us, or whether that is a spoken rhema word he gives to you personally. You must observe to do it. Observe doesn't mean just look at it. Observe means, you like, like for example, when you observe the holiday. We're, we're, we, we just observe Thanksgiving. We took part in it. We, we took full part in it. Hallelujah. Some, there are some days, for example, uh, Veterans Day this past, uh, last month I think was on a Saturday, something like that. Whatever, whatever day it was on. We, but, but everybody observed it on the Friday. You had the Friday off. Banks were closed on Friday because even though the holiday was on Saturday, you observed it. So observe doesn't mean look at it. Observe means get in it. Get in it. Y'all not hearing me. Observe means get in it. I was telling a guy, he was talking the other night about how to go deeper into God, deeper into things of God, how to go deeper in the Word. And I told him, I said, I said brother, what we got to do is we've got to get in the Word. We, we got to, I said, do you want to go deeper? I said, you got you to get in it, which means, which means when you're reading a story, jump into the story. I, I, said, I said, you know, you know how to now we have, we have these VR uh, 360 degree glasses you can put on these visors and y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 360s? Yes, no? Okay, it's technology, some of you older people. Technology, uh, virtual reality where you can actually put on glasses. They have it now, the NBA was doing this, I know they're still doing it, where the NBA uh, has this whole thing where you can uh, put on these VR glasses and they have cameras that are courtside all over the court when they're playing an NBA game, and it allows you to actually be like you're sitting courtside at the game. And observe everything as if you were sitting there courtside. It, it's, 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 you're not just watching it, you're getting in it. Y'all, are y'all catching me on this side? So I said, you want to go deeper in God, deeper in the Word, you got to get in it. See, you got to get in it. Don't. When you read a story, get in the story. Look around. When, when the woman with this your blood came and touched him of his garment, I, I want you to get in there and look around. What was Peter doing? What's everybody else doing? See her coming down there. See Jesus. See yourself. So when you observe to do, you're going to Get in the word. Yes, man of God. Put yourself in it so you can now do it. If you get in it, you start seeing 
you start seeing the reward, the promise, as opposed to what you have to give up. All right, I can't get off track. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. All right. So again, this phrase here twice, observe to do. So a couple questions. A couple questions because we had how to guarantee prosperity in 2023. Number one question. When I assess my life, am I experiencing prosperity wherever I go and in wherever I do? Write it down, or you can write it down later when you watch it again. When I assess my life, this is not anybody else judging you. This is you judging you, me judging me. Don't judge me. I said don't judge me. I'm not going to judge you. You don't judge me. Keep your judgment to yourself. So when I assess my life, this is what I want you to do. Am I experiencing prosperity wherever I go and in whatever I do. Got it? Number two question. There's only two questions. Here's the number two question. When I review the last 11 months, have I been doing what I heard or learned? When I review the last, see, see, here's what happens. Here, here's what, I know what happens. You hear a word, and then you, you gloss over that one to the next one. And the next Sunday, Pastor going to preach something else. The next Thursday, and, you know, the Wednesday, Pastor Kim going to preach something. We just keep going into the next one. And wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You, you never partake. You never got into that. You heard it one time during a Wednesday night. Heard it one time during a Sunday morning and went on to eat. Went on to sleep. The next day went to work or went to school and forgot all about what you heard yesterday. You didn't take time to meditate on it. You never did get in. You didn't put on the VR and get in there. You didn't, you didn't observe it so you can do it. Now, I'm not saying this is what happened. I'm, I'm telling you what, what, what happens to people if they are not, if the answer to your number one was not a, 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 a positive, again, I don't know what your answer is. I, I don't go home with any of y'all except my wife and my children. So I don't know what your answer is. So you have to answer it. But then based on your answer to number one, number two, when I review the last 11 months of my life, I'm going back to January 1 when we preach how to guarantee prosperity in 2023. Have I been doing what I heard and or learned? Okay? Now let's go back over what we heard on January 1. We said January 1, based on Psalm number 1, you, gotta, you might have to check or change your circle. Or you have to check, you might have to change your circle. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Who's influencing, who 
who's influencing my thinking, my behaviors, and my lifestyle. And I don't, I'm not here to imply behaviors and lifestyle are the same thing. I'm talking about who's influencing my thinking, my behaviors, and the lifestyle I live as a result of my behaviors. Who's influencing that? Because we read in Psalm number 1, 1, it said, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel, come on, help me out, of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Ungodly is the wicked folk. So you can't hang with wicked folk. And you don't stand in the path of the sinners. Well, the sinners, that, those are my friends. That's my ace spoon. That's my, that's my girl, you know, you know. That's my cousin and, you know, no, 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 no. Do you want total prosperity or no? Because I want to get you to this blessed man state. To that prosper in whatever you do state. And I told you from jump, January 1, you need to check and you might have to change your circle. Because remember I told you that the leaf withers because the leaf withering is an indication that the tree's environment is bad. Look it up. This is science. I'm not making this up. It's science. That when you see leaves withering, it's an indication that the tree's environment is bad. And if a tree's environment is bad, not only will the leaves wither, but it will not produce fruit right. And if you look in 11 months later, you're still not producing fruit. And it looks like your leaves are withering. Help me, Holy Ghost. It might be you have a bad environment. And listen, I know it says ungodly and sinners, but it also says the sinner the scornful. Scornful folk are not just the ones in the world who talk about the church. There are scornful folk that sit right in the congregation. Y'all ain't y'all good on the side. I'm gonna come over here. There are scornful folk who's mo- scornful as mockers. Those who sit right in the church and they hear a pastor said and say, "Yeah, I, I hear that, but child, I don't go for all that. that. All that stuff ain't that ain't that ain't right. Child, please, you better move your chair, change your seat, switch to the other side of the church if you have to, because your environment will be bad." While you're sitting at dinner bashing pastor. And then wonder why your leaves withering. And those fruits coming up. Scoring for mockers. Mockers. Pastor, I know, I know they left the church, but they my friend. They my friend. Why did they, they left the church? There's people leave church either because they moved. Or they're offended. Bad environment. Or they're rebellious. Bad environment. See how quiet y'all on this Baptist church? They either moved. Aisha moved. She got married, moved. She's good. But they either, if they didn't move, they're either offended or they're rebellious. No, no, it's not that. It's church hurt. That's called offended. It's called offended. That's offended. 
And hurt people gonna hurt more people. Hurt people be, develop a toxicity about them. And if you get toxicity in the, in the soil, your tree is gonna wither. Your, your leaves are gonna wither. Okay, now let me keep going, let me keep going. So not just ungodly, not just sinners, but the scornful. So you might have to change your circle. Remember I gave you another one. Number two, I told you, was you, might have to, you have to check and you might have to change your thinking. Check and change your thinking. What's influencing my thoughts? What's influencing my thoughts and my mindset? Not just who, but what? What am I watching? What am I reading? What am I absorbing? What am I soaking in? Is TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat influencing my thinking? Is CNN and Fox and, and all the media out there, is, is, is the news, is, the, is, is what, what, what? Is, it, is, it, is the, the books that Oprah endorses? What? I don't know what, it, I'm just making up stuff. What, what is it, the music out there? What's influencing my thinking? Is it erroneous gospel music? What? You know, there's a lot of air in gospel music. What's influencing my thinking? Y'all remember this? Three of y'all. Hence the problem. What's influencing my thinking? Remember what it says, Psalm 1, verse 2. His delight, his delight is not in Instagram. His delight is not in being a foodie and traveling. You're saying I can't travel? Sure you can travel. But that's not what I delight in. My delight is not in YouTube. His delight is in the law of the Lord, the word of God, and in his law or his word, he meditates, thinks on, mumbles and, and, and talks about it and, and, and thinks about it and say laws it day and night, day and night. Remember the Bible says that we are, Romans 12, 2, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, right? What renews our minds? It's the word of God. So I've got, I've got to get something in there that's going to cause me to think right. Most of us, matter of fact, I'm going to just call it like, like it is, 100% of us come to Christ with stinking thinking. Tell you that, but you have stinking thinking. I can smell it all over you. You have stinking thinking when we come to Christ. That's why the Bible commands us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Because th that's why Jesus said in, over in Mark chapter 1, he says, the repent, the, he said, the kingdom of, God, of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Change your thinking. Turn from your old thinking and believe the gospel because we don't think right when we come to Jesus. And the problem is this, is that if we don't change our circles and we don't change where we're getting information from, we will continuously think like the world thinks. And that's not going to get us prosperity. Not the pro kind of prosperity God's talking about. Y'all with me on this here? 
Bible says, out of the heart springs the issues of life. Proverbs 4.23. Proverbs 4.23. That's why we got to guard our heart. That's why you got to check your circle. Check who you're hanging with. Check what you're letting in. Through these ear gates. It's just music. It's a gate. Pastor, just television. It's a gate. It's a gate into your heart. Pastor, my words don't matter. Your mouth is a gate to your heart. It doesn't just say things. It lets things in because you reaffirm what's in there by your words. That's why Jesus said, take no thought saying. When you say something, you take that thought. Did that, was that too fast for you? When you say it, you take the thought. So you can't just say whatever you really need to want to say. Or listen to what you want to listen to or watch whatever you want to watch. Hello. Come on. It's, it's, just, it's just a couple cuss words. Okay. <laughs> it was just like one little nudie scene pass. It was all right. Okay. It's a gate to your heart. Look how quiet y'all are. Proverbs 4.23 says this in the, in the, give it to me in the easy to read version. Proverbs 4.23, easy to read. It says, above all, be careful what you think because your thoughts, come on. What controls your life? The man controls your life? Your mama them? Your thoughts control your life. Is this good? Just a refresher here. Last thing we told you that on January 1 was this. Check and if need be, change your status. Not only who's influencing my thinking, what's influencing my thoughts, but what am I doing with what I have? What am I doing with what I have? Am I not prospering because I'm not doing anything? Hallelujah, y'all. Am I not prospering because simply I'm not doing anything? I'm thinking. I'm hoping. I'm wishing. Here y'all go. I'm waiting on God. <laughs> Baby. God is waiting on you. He's waiting on you. He said in the word, Joshua 1, or Psalm 1, 3 rather, whatever he doeth, whatever he does, shall prosper. So what are you doing? Are you stuck in complacency? Idleness. Here's a bad word, laziness. Notice the question I ask you is what are you doing with what you have? Because people like to use the excuse to, well, I don't have everything I need yet. He's already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You already have everything you need right now. You got you to make sure you look at your situation and say, wait a minute. What do I have, God? Show me what I have in the house. There it is, man of God. When that woman who was in debt, the creditor coming to take her sons, went to the man of God. The man of God said, hey, uh, what, what, do you, what do I have to do with you? What do you have in your house? And she said, oh, I'm nothing but a jar of oil. He said, got it. Got it. We got something. 
See, what you think is little or nothing, uh, God will say, God, okay, I can take that. Come on, man. We're going to feed 5,000 members, women, and children. See what y'all can find. We ain't find anything but two fish and five loaves of bread. But what are they but so many? He said, y'all found two fish and five loaves of bread? Bring them to me. You thought you had nothing, and he said, you have enough. Once we put this in God's hands, we're going to advance and progress and pro be profitable. We're going to prosper with this little bit that we have. What talent, what skill, what idea, what imagination, what thing do you have? What, what, Pastor Kim mentioned it. If you got to go, go take your uh, uh, blouse or something, and she talked about giving it, what, what if you take that blouse? I, I'm going to put this back out here uh, before this year is out. I did this with the men uh, earlier this year or sometime last year. I, I gave you, I thought, well, something like 100 businesses to start under $100. Any men remember that? 100 businesses you can start under $100. People come around here, I can't find no job. Won't nobody hire me. <laughs> You're going to keep waiting for somebody to hire you? Okay, I better move on because y'all don't like that part. <laughs> See, because I'm talking about your status. What are you doing? See, it says whatever you do will prosper. Whatever you do will prosper. Y'all got this here? Some, some of us you know, we're, we're, not, we're not living up to even our natural potential, let alone divine potential. Wow. I don't want anybody sitting here waiting on somebody to hire them. Lord, hide me behind that cross. They ain't saying nothing. I said, I don't want anybody else waiting on somebody to hire you. Waiting on somebody to give you a raise. Raise yourself. Y'all so quiet in this, y'all Methodist, Presbyterian, what are y'all, I don't know what y'all, Episcopalian, what are y'all? Raise yourself. There's money everywhere. You want to prosper? I said y'all want to prosper? You have to do something. <laughs> Uh, Pastor, you don't understand. I don't have that much time. You do. You use it on TikTok. You don't have time to be watching other people on YouTube. Unless you're learning how to perfect your craft on YouTube. If you're not a, not, you're not a YouTuber, you don't have time to waste on YouTube. Hallelujah. Check, change your circle. Check, change your thinking. Check, change your status. Right? Whatever he does shall prosper. Okay? Now, now remember I showed you this last year. You got Psalm 1? What's the first line in Psalm 1? Blessed is the man. What's the last line in the book of Psalms? The last line. How many of y'all know it? The last line in the book of Psalms. What is it? Praise the Lord. The first line, blesses the man. The last line, praise the Lord. Now, between there is all kind of wisdom on how to live this blessed life. I preached to you at January 1 about how to be this blessed man. Which means by the time we get to December 31, you should be praising the Lord. And I don't mean praising him by faith. Praising him because 
for his mighty works, for his excellent greatness. Praise because you've seen what God has done in your life and you know that God did it and nobody else could have done it like God did it. So if you get to December 31, or what's this, November 29, or as we military folks say, 29 November. If you get to this point and you have to press your way to praise, Sacrifice of praise. I know the Bible doesn't give sacrifice of praise, but it, that's a sacrifice when you have to. But this blessed man, I guarantee you, the rest of this book of Psalms is all about praising. It's, it's a lot of praises throughout the book of Psalms because it starts out with telling you how to get this blessed life going on. And when this blessed life going, is going on, praise is going to just come out of you. I can't get no help in here. Praise is going to erupt out of your life because you are experiencing this blessed life. So if you got to be forced to praise on November 29, you need to go back to January 1 and see, have I been doing what I heard or learned? Hallelujah. All right, so if I'm not praising... I'm almost done here. It's not God who's at fault. Y'all got quiet in there. Remember what it says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. He says, observe to do. Or we could say, observe and do. And notice what, what results if, when you observe and do. You will. Who will? Right. You will. See, God already set everything up. He built prosperity, success into his word. So if you and I will observe and do, then we will, I will, you will Make your way, you will make your way prosperous, which meant there might be some obstacles right there in front of your way, but when you get in the Word, you're going to make your way And then, you will have, tell your but Pastor ain't beating on you, he's not beating on you. He's here to help you tonight, he's here to help you. Tell so, you're gonna be all right. You're gonna be all right. You're gonna be real good. Matter of fact, you're gonna be prosperous and you're gonna be successful. You're gonna advance. You're gonna have progress. You're gonna overcome. You're gonna be just fine. So I gotta observe and do. Okay. Now, there's a danger and not observing and doing, because here's the reality. I told you it's not God's fault, because God, um, God told, he said in the book of Jeremiah, he said, I'm going to give you pastors according to my heart, after my own heart, who want to feed you with knowledge and understanding. So my job as pastor is to feed you with knowledge and understanding. As your shepherd, is to make sure that none of us are lacking. He says that in Jeremiah. And none of them shall be lacking. 
shall not be afraid, shall not be lacking. I don't want any of, any of us lacking anything. You might come here lacking, but you're not going to stay here lacking. Not if you listen to what God gives through this platform. Y'all got this here. Now I want to read something for you here. Ezekiel 33, verses 30 through 33. I'm going to let you assess your neighbor. Ezekiel 33, verse 30 through 33. And I'm going to read it in the Living Bible. Living Bible. Listen to what it says. Son of dust. This is God talking to his prophet Ezekiel. This is God talking to me tonight about your neighbor. Son of dust, your people are whispering behind your back. Catch this, Pastor Caleb. Don't, don't, don't get discouraged. Watch this. They talk about you in their houses and whisper about you at the doors, saying, come on, let's have some fun. Let's go here, Pastor, tell us what the Lord is saying. Let's, let's go to church. Let's go hear what the Lord got to say from the man of God. So they come as though they are sincere and sit before you listening. But they have no intention. Now, this isn't about you. This, I wasn't saying that. It's about the mockers. But they have no intention of doing what, you, what I tell them. They talk very sweetly about loving the Lord, but with their hearts. Come on now, with their hearts. Loving their money. You are very entertaining to them. Like someone who sings lovely songs with a beautiful voice or plays well on an instrument. They hear what you say, but don't pay any attention to it. To it, to the words you're saying. Verse 33. But when all these terrible things happen to them, as they will, then they will know a prophet has been among them. So you don't want to be caught in a place where you're coming to church to be entertained by a man or woman of God. Coming in like, oh, this is nice. This is so cute. This is wonderful. Pastor's so funny or whatever they, Pastor Kimball, she has my side splitting. I mean, you don't, and, but have no intention of doing what you hear. Because what's coming through our mouths, not from our mouths, through our mouths, is the word of God, which is warning us from destruction, but also leading us to success. Yes, did, you catch, did you catch that? Yes, warning us that there are terrible things that are going to happen. There are terrible things that are going to happen. But God wants to save us from the terrible things that will happen. Y'all got it? Twice in the book of Proverbs it says this, a prudent man perceives evil and hides himself. But the simple, the foolish, the stupid go on and are punished. So our job is to protect the people of God from evil and say, this is the way, walk ye in it. And what are we going to have you walking into? Prosperity. That's money? No. Your marriage? 
prosperous. Your children, prosperous. Your family life, prosperous. Your business, prosperous. Your ministry, prosperous. Everything you do, prosperous. All right, let me finish here. Let me finish. Am I already over time? Yeah, I guess so. Now, let's flip this here. Because this is what I'm going to release my faith for you. Let's go to James 1, 22 through 25, where we started. But this time I'm going to look at it in the Living Bible. The Living Bible. Living Bible. Y'all got this? Says, and remember, it is a message to obey. That's a good message, Pastor. That's nice. Obey. It's a message to obey. Not to hear and listen, but to obey. Not just to listen to. So don't fool yourself. Say, neighbor, don't fool yourself. Hallelujah. For if a person just listens and doesn't obey, he is like a man looking at his face in a mirror. As soon as he walks away, he can't see himself anymore or remember what he looks like. So, so Pastor Elizabeth taught us this. This has probably been five years ago when she came, the first inside-out conference that she did with us, Pastor Elizabeth from, from Frankfort, Kentucky. She talked about the fact that the way the human mind works as God has created us, whatever you don't apply in the first 24 hours, you'll lose it. How many of y'all remember, remember that? Whatever you don't apply, not just hearing it, whatever you don't apply, start doing in the first 24 hours, you lose it. Remember in Jesus in, in, in uh, Matthew 13, Mark 4, Luke chapter 8, when he gives the parables, the parables, one parable three times in the parable of the four grounds, and he says that wayside ground is the one, they hear the word, they, they, don't, they, just, they just lose it right away. Immediately the enemy comes and snatches away. You know, the, you know why? Because they didn't give heed to the word at all. They didn't apply it at all. And so they lose it. So whatever you don't apply. So if you hear a word coming from a man or woman of God and you don't start right away applying it. Well, I, I got to go. Let me go meditate on it. And let me see if I can understand it. I told you the difference that God made in, in, in the life of my wife and me was when we heard Apostle Derber come and teach us things, we said we're going to do it. We don't understand it. We're going to do it right now. We're just going to obey it. He read it out of the word. Okay, the word is right. I believe God. We'll understand it better by and by. Hallelujah. He says, give me verse 24 again, 24 and 25. As soon as he walks away, he can't himself see himself anymore or remember what he looks like. Verse 25. But if anyone. Do I have anyone in here? Tell your neighbor, this is your scripture right here. But of anyone looking steadily into God's law for free men. How many free men do I have here? Free women in here. So in other words, this law is for you. This doesn't work for the world. This works for you. This is your law. This is your constitution. This is your manual. This is your script. Y'all catch that? I remember back in the day, my wife and I laughed about it sometimes. Back in the day, uh, early days of this church, People used to pass around their prescription medicine around the church. I, we, used to, we used to be amazed that people pass around there. You know, somebody said, ooh, my back hurt me. Child, I got some leftover from my script the doctor gave me. I'm pass you my, what did it say? what's that? What's the, 
medicines. It was some of the pills they was passing around. Muscle relaxers. I got some muscle relaxers. That's, that's prescribed for you according to your weight and your makeup. I can't take a script that's for me and have Olivia take that. She too little for that. This is your script. You and I are the free men and women. This is for us. Tell you, this is for you. This is for you. This will work for you. Help me out, somebody. Tell them this is for you. It'll work for you. All right, let me read it again because y'all tired. But if anyone keeps looking steadily into God's law for free men, keep going, he will not only remember it. That means you keep looking and you're going to remember it. But he will what? Do what it says in God. Will greatly bless him. In, say it again. In what? In what? Say it again. In what? In everything he does. Just by looking in this word, doing it, remembering it, meditating on it, Pastor, it can't be that easy. Yes, it is that easy. Just take it and do what he says. And he says, God will greatly bless him in everything. This sounds like Psalm 1, verse 3. And whatever he does shall prosper. How many of y'all would like God to bless you in everything you do? Pastor, it can't be that easy. It's that easy. It's that easy. It's that easy. Y'all got it? So let me close here. When you see or hear the word, just do what it says and trust the results to God. He says forgive, just forgive, just forgive. Oh, it's so hard. Just, just do it. Trust me. If he tells you to do it, he's got something gooder. Something gooder for you. He tells you take care of that person over there. Just do it. I tell you the story, told you several times, the bears are repeating when I was in that grocery store and that, that girl in front of me didn't have enough to pay for her groceries and I, didn't, I just had enough to pay for mine and God said, pay for her groceries. Now, I, I couldn't see how to pay for her groceries and still get our stuff, but God just paid for her groceries and he made me, he told me to do it, asked me to, really asked me to do it. He asked me to do it. And because I was obedient, I walked out of the store and God said to me, you will never have to worry about groceries ever again in your life. I heard that voice right here. You will never have to worry about groceries again in your life. And I've never worried about groceries again in my life. Just, just do it. Just do it. Now, let me close here. Now, we preached that on January 1. This is 29 November. It's almost 1 January 2024. But I want to tell you, it's not too late to start. 
Again, I, I don't know if you did. I don't, I don't know what you've done over the last year, the last 11 months. I don't know. I don't know if you did this or you forgot all about the message or you didn't apply to this. I don't know. Hopefully you did. But if you look at your life and do your own personal assessment and you don't have the prosperity in every area of your life, well, Pastor, well, you know, I'm not out of debt yet, but, okay, but you should have seen progress this year. Remember that word prosper means progress. You should have seen some advancement this year. You ought to be better now than you were January 1. You ought not be circling the same, in the same spot. Your marriage ought not be the same fussing, fighting, cussing, dragging down that it was January 1. Because if so, you're not, you're not doing this. Yes, I am. No, you is not. I know that's not good English. I'm going to say it like we said on 37. No, you is not. Give me 2 Corinthians 8, 9 through 11. Let's close here. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9 through 11. In the Good News Translation. For you know the grace, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Read it with me. Read it, read. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, rich as he was, he made himself poor in order. Let's clap your hands about that right there. Verse 10, my opinion is that it is better for you to finish now. Now we're going 11 months though, okay? You are the first not only to act, but also to be willing to act. Verse 11, on with it then and finish the job. Be as eager to finish it as you were to plan it and do it with what you now have. Now I know this scripture in context is about the Corinthian church being givers to help those who were in Jerusalem who were in uh, dire straits financially. But I'm showing you the power of starting now. You want, I, I guarantee you, some of y'all, when you heard the word January 1 about God prospering you, guaranteed prosperity, you got excited. This is going to be my year. And things happen and you begin to fall off. You begin to kind of drift off and kind of, um, uh, Hebrews uh, 2.1 says, give more earnest heed to the things you've heard. Unless at any time you should let them slip or unless you should drift away. So I'm encouraging you to do what Hebrews 2.1 says. Give more earnest heed. So that you don't drift away from the word. So it's not too late to start. It's not 2024 yet. God's got time. God can rock your world in the next 31 days. The next day. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You remember two Sundays ago, I came to you about that book? Three of y'all remember that? Remember I told you about the book? A few of y'all went out and got the book. And I can't tell you the number of testimonies I've heard from people already of they went and got the book and just all of a sudden money. They find money or money is sent to them or they, they, somebody puts money in their hands. What did it? Magic? No. Obedience. Just obedience. It's simple obedience. Simple obedience. It's showing God I'm expecting 
something. And when you expect something from God, your faith allows God to begin to do it in your life. Tell your neighbor, it's not too late to start. Start right now. I mean, think about the folk who went and got their book of expectation here in November. Now, we should have been doing it since January, every year. My wife and I have been doing it since 2011 or before that. And some people just got their books this year, this month, this week, but already seeing fruit. But some of y'all, well, I ain't got no book yet. I ain't got no, well, okay, just, okay, just, well, you can wait till 2024. That's fine, you wait. That's, it's up to you. But they said, I ain't waiting to 2024. I'm going to get my book right now. I'm going I'm to I'm give God a chance. Psalm, Psalm 34, verse 8, in the easy-to-read version. Give all a chance to show you how good he is. Great blessings belong to those who depend on him. How many of y'all depend on God? Well, give him a chance to show you how good he is. God, I'm going to do your word. I'm going to obey your word. And I'm going to leave and trust the results to you. You're going to cause them to advance, progress, become profitable. I'm, I will see prosperity in every area of my life. Say that. I will see prosperity in every area of my life. Say it again this time like you mean it. I will see prosperity in every area of my life. Say it again together. I will see prosperity in every area. Get on your feet and give God a praise tonight for the word of God. You can do better than that. Please do better than that. Come on, give God a praise. Come on, I didn't beat you. I didn't beat you, I'm encouraging you. I didn't whip you, I'm encouraging you, I'm building you up. You're going to see it every odd part of your life. Hallelujah. God's not mad at you. He wants you to prosper. And he says, just, just let me know when you're ready. Just let me know when you're ready. So I, I admonish you tonight, I challenge you to make a quality decision. To obey every word from God that you read in here. It may be against the grain. It may be counterculture. It may be kind of your own personal culture. But you're trying to change the culture or the environment of your life from being toxic that causes leaves to wither and a tree to be barren to a culture or an environment that causes your tree, your leaves to be always be green. Thank you, Jesus. Always green. The greenness, is, greenness comes from chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is what causes, uh, it allows the photosynthesis to happen in that tree, in that, that tree that, uh, in the leaves that give life and vitality to the tree that gives off fruit. God wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to be fruitful. And I can say this as your pastor. Pastor Kim and I want you to be fruitful. We have no greater joy than knowing that our children walk in the truth. Walk in the truth. Obey God's word. Amen. 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 Father, I thank you tonight for the words. I thank you for each person who's been in this place and those who are gathered at home. 
around their televisions, their cell phones, their computers, they've been listening. I pray that God, all those, even the future, who will go back and review this word, that God, they'll, they'll hear things then that they didn't hear tonight. Holy Spirit, I ask you to do the major work. I've done the little bit of work. I've done the foolishness of preaching. But God, you do the major work in the hearts of your people that will allow them to receive the full revelation. Tonight was about refreshing. Tonight was about remembering, reminding. But it's also tonight about restarting and going back to those first works. Going back, laying again a foundation. Going back and pulling back those things that we've let slip. I pray, Father, that your people will this year see the greatest advancement, the greatest progress, the greatest profit, the greatest success, the greatest achievement that they've ever seen, and that God will propel us into exponential increase from here on out. Until we leave this planet, we pray for exponential increase in the lives of your people. I pray for every marriage, every marriage be whole and strong. I pray for every family, that every family be tight and close-knit, that every home would be that Kool-Aid house full of love, full of peace, full of joy, no anger, no strife, no bitterness, no confusion, no arguing and fussing. I pray that God, every person would experience, Lord, multiplied uh, blessings financially. Thank you that this would be the best Christmas ever. No stress about that. I ask you, God, to grant your people, Lord, an overflow of abundance. And I thank you, Father, that, Lord, we, your people, as we exemplify your glory in our lives, that we can also, most importantly, be used to bring other people to Jesus Christ, people who don't have this prescription, people who don't have this formula, these strategies, that, God, we can introduce them to Jesus and cause them to know that, God, you came, you sent Jesus Christ, even as we celebrate Jesus during this season, to give us abundant life. God bless us indeed. Let us take this word to heart. Not just hear it, but be doers of the word we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. If you agree, shout amen. amen. Give God a hand of praise tonight.